Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates from right here in the Coast View studio in beautiful coastal Mississippi, this amazing place, and the people who, who work so hard to make this such a great place to live, work, and play. have got a very special guest uh, coming up. I want to share with you a quick quote. This is actually from Laurel Clark, who, who is an astronaut and medical doctor, and it was said on the space shuttle Columbia, and it's very short and sweet, but it's very powerful. And this is the quote, life is a magical thing. Life is a magical thing. Um, I agree. I, I'm all, Every day I'm trying to figure out how I can make another impact. And while I took a little bit of time off when I retired, and I still consider myself retired, I still I'm looking for ways to make an impact to, you know, to, you know, there's so much magic in our lives and the thought of not giving back and not sort of reinventing yourself in a way that can take advantage of that magical thing. Um, I, I pity people who don't have that frame of mind. Every day is a new day. Every day is a great opportunity to leave a legacy, which kind of brings me to my first guest today. I had a conversation with Paige Roberts uh, and uh, this week actually, and Paige, said and during that conversation um, about the the mayor of, of uh, Moss Point, Billy Knight, she said this about him, that Knight's energy and passion for his beloved River City is contagious. I struggle to keep up with him, she said. He's a gentleman's gentleman with a sharp mind and an even sharper suit. <laughs> I thought that that is just a perfect quote to describe Billy Knight. And uh, without any further ado, let me switch over to my friend Billy Knight and say, how are you doing, Mayor? Oh, Rick, I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me on your program, man. I, I've been looking forward ever since Paige told me she had that conversation. But now she didn't tell me about that quote you just, just quoted her yeah. on. I appreciate yeah. you making those comments. But I've been excited about talking with you, man. I thought I knew you, Rick, but now I know I did because we go back a ways. Yeah, we, we do. Well, look, I told you, I first came to know you on your long-running TV show on WLOX. Um and I remember the first time that I sort of ran across. I mean, this, I was just a kid. I, I, I guess it's okay to say your your age. You're 82 years old, and I'll right. come back to that in just a second. Right. But you, uh, you, you were such your your demeanor, your voice, your articulation, your your thoughts about the community. You were you were so wise even in those days, and it's and it struck me. So I found myself watching you on a regular basis, and then I became publisher of the Sun Herald after a long career at the Sun Herald, and our paths crossed along the way there as well. And I've just always known you to be s such a charismatic, gentle man, and uh, here you are at the age of eighty-two. You've reinvented yourself about a thousand times in your life, and you're back again in the in the role as mayor, and uh, and there's no stopping you, is there? Well, man, God has blessed me with good health, Rick, and that's 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 how to, how to give Him the praise and the glory because that's that's why I'm here. I got good health, and of course, Rick, I I have retired, and uh, you know, I was able to help build our church at St. Peter's Catholic Church. I was project manager manager for that, and um, once I got through with that, I didn't have anything else to do. Now, Rick, you know, I ran for this job three times, and uh, I finally was able to win this time, and. Rick, I ran because I, I always thought I could make a difference because of 
the experience that I've had accumulated over the years with my administrative background, I just felt like, you know, I could make a difference. So, you know, much is given, much is required. Well, our paths crossed in Loosedale once. Tell me, do you remember that? Oh, yes, indeed, Rick. And that's, that's why I said when I saw you, I, I thought I recognized the name, but then I said, let me put a, put a face to that name. And now, yes, Rick, I remember I was in Loosedale, Mississippi, running a headstock program. And you brought your team to Loosedale to speak to the Rotary Club, of which I was a member. And you talked about starting some description in Loosedale, Mississippi. And I was sitting there in the audience, you know. And that's, uh, yeah, you were a very young man at the time. And you had a lot of energy and a lot of fire in you and a lot of ideas. And I learned a lot from you, Rick, just about, about the publishing business, just about listening at those conversations. So, uh, yes, I remember going back then. And uh, and I always thought a lot of you then, Rick, and I think a lot of you now, I wondered what had happened to you. Now I know. Yeah, well, thank you very much, Mayor. It means a lot coming from you. It really does. Uh, you heard what Paige said. I mean, she's, she said, you're a gentleman's gentleman with a sharp mind and an even sharper suit. And look at you for the, for the radio audience. You can go to Facebook or YouTube and take a look for yourself. But where did that dapperness come from? Well, Rick, it really started in, 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 at an early, very early age when, at home with my mother and father. You know, my mother and father, uh, we didn't we didn't have a, a lot of resources, but my mother was always concerned about our appearance, what what we look like, and and her thing is that you know you don't have to have a lot of money to to be clean and to have nice clothing, and so when we went out. You know, my sister and brother, when we went out, she made sure that we were always dressed appropriately. And she spent money that she probably could not even afford just to make sure that our appearance was of something that could be accepted out in the communities. So, Rick, I, I just kept that, man. And even when I was off in college, when I would come home in the summer, I worked at a clothing store. Fine Brothers Madison that was in Hattiesburg. I, they allowed me to to start sweeping the floors, taking out trash, and I worked myself up to work in the men's department. By the time I was a senior in college, I was working selling clothes in their men's department, and I got a liking for that. And and I and of course I wanted to be in that men's store because I could I could get clothes at a discount, and so I could still wear good clothes, and I had to pay the maximum for it. And fast forward, in 74, I opened my own men's store. So I had my own clothing store in 1974 that stayed there for what I was at eight or 10 years before Hurricane Frederick, you know, wiped us out. And I came back and, and it wiped me out again, another hurricane. So I went to work at the community college. And that's kind of how I got. But that's how I came. We can start with my mother and father, making that's sure that we can go decent when we go outside. Gene Ward, you knew Gene Ward, didn't you? Yes, I know Gene. Yes, matter of fact, I went to Gene when I was trying to get money to open. Mm -hmm. I would go to, I went to Gene a many times just to talk to him and look how he had his store laid out. I went to him many times to talk about men clothing. Well, Gene Ward, as you as you know, in the past year passed away. God bless him. But yes. one one day I'm going to focus on him a little bit more. The, the, the work that he did in the community over so many years was really incredible. But Warren, Wars Menswear at Edgewater, at Edgewater Mall, 
that's where I learned how to dress. And I, I used to spend a lot of time there with woods and, and you know, getting fitted and buying my suits. And it just it was really important to me right. to learn how to dress right. And, right. and, right. and I, I give Gene and Woods and I think uh, David Edwards and others who worked there. Of course, Brent came along as he got a little bit older. Uh, they they just they they just influenced me so significantly, and sounds like your your menswear store had the same impact on you. Exactly, you know, it's the kind of thing that uh, I, you know when they wrote the book "Dress for Success." You know, I've been doing that for fifty years. <laughs> you know, because my mother again, my mother saying if you if you look right, then you're gonna get a certain amount of respect. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I always realize that if I'm dressed properly and people see me that way, then they're going to give me a little bit more respect or give a little bit more attention. And then they may let me in the room. They may allow me to say something. And if I say something, then I got to need, I got to have something to say if they allow me to do that. So this dress thing has all been about me moving forward, starting with getting some attention with someone, looking the part, acting the part. And then once they actually need to come in the room, then I need to have something to say. And I've always tried to prepare myself for that. Well, that's clear. That's clear in all your iterations throughout your life. And it's amazing to me that the, at the ripe young age of 82, you find yourself the mayor of Moss Point. One of the reasons I love doing this show, and I say it a lot, but it's the opportunity to focus on people like you. Because what I've said about the crop of mayors that we've got now across the coast is that none of them, I mean, someone said to me a long time ago that if a public official runs for an office and sees getting elected as a promotion in life, look out. Yeah. What you really need is people who seasoned people who've done their work have made sort of their living or their, whatever they're going to do in life. And then they decide sort of toward the end of their life to be, to, to come back to public service. And we've got a crop of, of leaders that were very successful business people uh, all across coastal Mississippi. And, and they're focused on one thing, building better communities. And they, they don't have pride of ownership. They don't, they're just trying to bring the people together to do the best that they can do. The other thing that I enjoy is focusing on people like Paige Roberts and others like her, Adele Lyons from the Coast Chamber and their, and Tish Williams at the Hancock Chamber. The role that chambers play today are so modified from where it was in the old days. I mean, they're involved in community building now, community development. They're, they're involved in developing great relationships with people. And I've loved watching the relationship between you and, and Paige and then Jalen Morris evolve. Uh, and, and, and your role there. And we're coming to the end of this segment, but when we come up on the other side, I want you to talk about why that's important to you because it's really cool to see these entities collaboratively working together to build a great city and the opportunities for Moss Point going forward are truly incredible. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Mayor Billy Knight from uh, the city of Moss Point. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have Mayor Billy Knight from the city of Moss Point with us. And incidentally, in the second a second half of the show today, we'll be visiting with the Secretary of State, Michael Watson, and talking about coast issues and all of that. He visited with me recently on uh, on my Super Talk Outdoor show, and man, is he a dedicated leader focused on doing what's best for the state. So we look forward to visiting with him here shortly. But coming back to, to Mayor Billy Knight, we talked about this relationship that that you and uh, and Paige Roberts has, and then she's got, has a new employee there that uh, – He's 26 years old. His name is Jalen Morris. Um, you know, she, she feel, thinks the world of him and likes the developing relationship between you and, and Jalen. We'll come back to that piece of it here in just a second. But the role that 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 you, you think about running a city, and for people who don't get this, I, I feel sorry for them. The role in a city is a collaborative effort. It really is. It takes a lot of people working together. But there's a very special relationship that you've developed with Paige Roberts is important, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, but Rick, let me mention this to you before we talk about that. When you get Mike, when you get Secretary Watson on the on the line, ask him about when the first time he came on my program, Cultural Views. He reminds me all the time that I had him on my show when he was 15 years old. Wow. He, he remembers that, so bring that up if you have time to mention I that. will, I will, for He's sure I will. Friend and he always reminds me and any audience that we're in, he brings up the fact that Billy Knight had me on TV when I was 15 years old. You know, I'll remember that. I will mention that for sure. You'll have yeah, a chance yeah. to say hello to him shortly. Yeah. Yes, indeed. That relationship with uh, Paige, man, it started just because you know, I, I just knew that the city needed to be involved with the chamber. I did not have any idea it was going to develop to what it is now. And the way it developed, uh, Rick, is because we do not have a public relation person at this moment. And I was trying to hire one. We didn't have a lot of money. And we've been advertising for that job, but we still have not found anyone that would work for us for the amount of money we had. So Paige says, you know, I'll do it for you because I know how bad you need it. And I said, wow, you will? She said, yeah, but I also have my team to work with you. So Paige took on that task, and I was grateful and surprised that she would do it. And, of course, you have Jalen working with our Facebook side and doing all our videos, and you have Taylor is doing the, doing our website. And Paige is, is, is counseling me and giving me all kind of advice because she worked in the business before, and I – and I believe in her abilities and, 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 and I have confidence in what she can advise me on. So that relationship has grown because of that. And uh, Jalen, the relationship that I'm developing with Jalen is because Jalen, I think Jalen, 26, 27 years old. You know, so I want, when I was campaigning, I talked about having young people around me because I want to have that perspective of what young people think, what they want downtown, what do they think the city ought to look like. Because as we reimagine downtown, we got to think about the young folks that's going to be moving here. I got to give people reasons to want to move to Moss Point. So I got to ask young people, what do you think? You know, and then outside of that, Rick, it's for selfish reason. It keeps me young being around those young folks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I they feel keep me on my toes and make me think in that direction because I can talk to them and I can hear how they're thinking, they're communicating, and it only helps me. 
I think I think it's cool that you and Jalen are going to start a podcast together. We don't have time to talk about it right now, but what I'm going to do is ha- schedule for the two of you to be on Coast View with me, so we can talk specifically about the podcast and the goals and just just share stories with each other. I, I look forward to to visiting with the two of y'all at the same time. Yeah. That ought to be cool. Yeah, hey, so let. Let's go. One of the things that that Paige and others have helped me really understand is that the the, the I-10 corridors from Moss Point have within them unbelievable opportunity. Because you think about people coming in from Alabama, uh, it's uh, it's it's really the first stop. You got to be excited about that opportunity. I am, Rick. You know, uh, you know, I, I, during the campaign, I talked about how that north of I-10 was our growth area. And that we need to do everything we could to get the resources to develop that area with infrastructure, get it ready for that growth. And that's what we're doing now. I think the leaders in the past maybe didn't put as much attention because there was not the resources wasn't here. And now because of the BP money and the ARCA money, you know, we have an opportunity now to hopefully get some resources in here that would help us get the infrastructure that is needed up there. But yeah. you're talking about a game changer, man. If we could just get that going. The opportunities there that we get traffic coming out of Mobile, we get traffic going into Mobile or going into New Orleans. They got to come through us going to New Orleans. They got to come through us going to Florida. You know, if we could just get some business out there, man, it could be a life changer for most more. I talked to the Lieutenant Governor and the Speaker of the House about this. The opportunities with the Gulf Coast Restoration Fund specifically as it relates, this is the BP money, that we should be spending that money on transformational projects, not one-time build a building that that doesn't have really an economic payback to it. I think those things need to be done. But what the the BP money, I think, was intended, and certainly the bill reads this way, was to create sort of an investment in in something that's going to pay back for many, many years to come. I think we kind of stumbled a little bit in the beginning. We got a little bit more refined. We've got 14 or 15 more years to get this right and I think we got to get it right and this kind of project that you're doing on I-10 is the kind of project I'm talking about is, is creating a funding mechanism that, that enables the kind of economic development that's going to have transformational economic payback and that's that's what it should be used for and I'm thrilled that you guys are really working hard in that area. You know Rick I look at this as uh, you know I'm, I'm planting a tree you know you might have heard the story Rick that I'm planting a tree that I may not even sit under. You know, and that's what this thing on, on I-10 for me is that I want to help build the infrastructure so that generations after I'm gone will benefit from what I'm doing. Because that's yeah. what we got to do. We got to start. Sometimes leaders don't do something because they don't they want to get credit for it. But Rick, I'm not here to get no credit for nothing. You know, I'm here to get yeah. things started so that someone had come after me, hopefully we'll keep it going. And generations after we're gone will benefit from it. So it's like planting a tree for me that I will never sit under, but kids that come after me, they would enjoy the shade that come from that tree. I think that's such a beautiful way to say it. Uh, you know, I've said on my show many times, the, the way that the older folks in coastal Mississippi may remember Moss Point because of the smell of the paper mill. Okay. Yeah. 
that's long since gone. And what has evolved is more awareness of it as this river city. I mean, one of the most beautiful waterfronts in coastal Mississippi is right there in Moss Point. When you think about when you think about the opportunities for the downtown area, the opportunity to sort of change the image of Moss Point, I, I, I had a great conversation with Woody Bailey from Cruising the Coast, and just just before he was going to come on my show live from uh, t- t- uh, uh, downtown uh, Biloxi, then he had just left Moss Point, where you know the, the all the all the cruisers were there. And it was just so exciting. He talked about someone who owned a business that his business was up five times greater than normal. But he was just said he was he was blown away with how how well it went off and the incredible impression that it made on people. That is not unusual. That for people who you know who have not been to Moss Point in a while who go there and see it for themselves, they're blown away. And when you see it, you have to think, wow. I mean, that, when you add it all together with the re- redevelopment authority and all the things that you guys are going to be doing. It's got to be exciting to you. Yeah, it is. I'm so fortunate to be in this position to try to help all bring all that forward. You know, when, when Mr. Bailey came over here, he came to my office to say hello and to meet me for the first time. I carried him out on the balcony, Rick, and he was able to look over the crowd from the balcony of City Hall. And he were blown away as to what we have here. Downtown Moss Point Riverfront is a diamond in the rough. Rick, there's no other city. I, I say that I, I might be wrong about it, Rick, but I'm gonna say it anyway. There is no coast on the no city on the coast that have a waterfront as beautiful as we have right downtown. Yeah. yeah. Rick, we have not taken advantage of that, Rick. We gotta yeah. take advantage of that, Rick. Because there's yeah. so much opportunity just around the waterfront that we have not taken advantage of. And I want to be to take advantage of that while I'm here, man, because that is an opportunity within itself for downtown Moss Point. So I want to reimagine what we have downtown, Rick, so we can really develop that like it ought to be. Well, well, what's interesting, Woody told me about standing there on that balcony with you and that perspective that he had and his impression of that it really it really made a tremendous impression on him but what what i love about what's happening in coastal mississippi whether we're talking about waveland's efforts or bay st louis or ocean springs or gulfport we just had a great conversation about what's happening in gulfport or biloxi moss point is not unlike the rest of them in terms of opportunity in terms of this this um this really dogged determination to grasp its special sense of place. See, each community of coastal Mississippi has a very unique sense of place. And the collection of these communities together make up coastal Mississippi. And that's why this is such a great place to live because you have, and that's why people like visiting here. It's a big metropolitan area with this very small town feel. It's got a little bit for everybody. And for downtown Moss Point, the river city, it has just tremendous potential. Mayor, last word as we're coming to the end of this segment. Yeah, you know, Rick, what we got to do is identify who we are, what we want to be, because that's what every city, like you say, is kind of unique in its own way. Most want to have to identify who we are and who we want to be, and then we need to market that. That image is all a part of that. I have to give people a reason to want to come to Moss Point, Rick. Well, well, Mayor, you're the right man for the job, and I'm delighted to see someone of your ripe young age uh, tackling such an incredibly important task, and we'll, we'll stay in touch with you. Thank you so much, Rick. It's good to see you again, my brother. It's been a pleasure. When we come back, we have the Secretary of State. See you after this break. 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.